You're listening to the Rise and Love podcast, where we believe that you get to have love and success in all areas of your life. Your host, Crystal Iram, will help you understand yourself, your relationships, and what's keeping you from having the love, relationship, and life you really want. Week after week, you'll have your mind blown as you learn from experts and listen in on honest conversations to experience mindset shifts and get practical instruction on how to use your mind to support you in getting everything you desire. We'll get to the heart of the matter when it comes to designing and elevating all aspects of love and life. Here's your host, educator, relationship coach, and lawyer, Crystal Iram. Hello, hello, hello. I am Crystal Iram. I am a relationship coach for smart, successful, spiritual single women. And today I want to talk about three things about loving unavailable guys that no one really talks about. So for any of you who this is like resonating with, if you are dating someone who's unavailable, if you love someone who's unavailable, if you've just gotten in a relationship with someone who's unavailable, you know, let me know if this resonates. This is something that I really dealt with for a long time. So this particular topic is unfortunately very close to my heart because this is something that I really dealt with. I think that this is probably the number one reason that it took me as long as it did to be ready for a real relationship, to be ready for the person that's not my husband, but really to have like healthy relationships in general. Being hung up on someone who is unavailable can take a lot of time. It can take a lot of time because sometimes you don't even really realize the full extent of their unavailability um, until you've been in it for a while. So, you know, I think that it's sort of obvious for a lot of reasons why it's a bad idea to be with someone who is unavailable. So I don't want to talk about the obvious reasons. I want to talk about a couple of the reasons that people don't usually talk about why it's an issue, why it's problematic, why it's particularly painful to date someone who's unavailable. So the obvious ones would be because they're not returning your love. They're not going to show up for you fully. That's just like the bare bones. That's the obvious reason. So the one that's a step up from that, which I think should be obvious, but isn't obvious to everyone. So this is number one, is that you are not possibly setting yourself up for a partnership if you are dating someone who's unavailable. What this means is that if the desire of your heart is to have a relationship, it cannot happen with someone who's unavailable for you. So, you know, for most people, not for everyone, people have different reasons for wanting relationships, but for most people, the reason that they want a relationship is so they can have a partner, someone to do life with, someone who will show up for them, someone who they can share things with, someone who will support them, right? Like all of these different reasons, you know, it's like, you can tell me what are some of the reasons that you would want a partner. And that's worth knowing. That's worth understanding for yourself. Like what are some of the reasons that you would want a partner? Those are some of the main ones. None of those things are going to be possible with someone who's not fully available for you. Here's the tricky thing. Sometimes when you're dating someone who's unavailable, they will do those things a small amount of the time. So let's say that you need them five times and twice they show up for you. That's insufficient, obviously. Like that's not right. You want it to be that with someone you're really going to be with, they are showing up for you most of the time. The times when they don't show up with you, that is kind of like, what's going on? That was different. You know, they had some sort of extenuating circumstance or something you were focusing on. With your person, you're going to want them to be able to show up for you most of the time. Just like 
you would anticipate that you would be showing up for them most of the time, unless there's something out of the ordinary, right? Sometimes people will use this as like a justification or an excuse for someone who's unavailable. And they'll be like, well, you know, he did this one thing for me one time, or he showed up this one time or whatever it is. And it's like, they're really accepting crumbs. But the problem with that, when someone does occasionally show up, it actually becomes harder to detach. It's just a basic in terms of the way people deal with addiction. When it's unpredictable, basically, when you don't know how they're going to react because there's no rhyme or reason to it, the pull, the addiction to the person becomes that much stronger. If you are with someone where you can see that there's no rhyme or reason to how they're going to show up for you, that's really something to stay aware of because those are the situations where you are much more susceptible to really getting drawn in, really becoming very attached and not being able to get out of it because it is so addictive. So that's the first thing is that you are not going to be able to create any sort of real partnership, long-standing thing. You're not going to be able to get the core benefits of having a partner with someone who's unavailable to you. The second one, and this is really one that can go very deep, is that the stories that you can start creating about yourself when you are with someone who's unavailable can be very painful and they can become a part of your love blueprint. It can become a part of your love blueprint, meaning that that starts to be the way that you view relationships, that you view the world, that you view other people. And it goes into your expectations going forward. But the basic idea is just that we all collect a certain idea about love, like certain ideas. So our thoughts, opinions, our beliefs, the things that we believe about love and relationships. Um, And so it starts forming from the time that we're kids. And then as we go through adulthood, as we start, you know, forming opinions about things and going through our own experiences and things like that, we sort of build on that. And so that's your love blueprint in a nutshell. What happens is the relationships that are really significant for us, even as adults, also sort of start to fit into that. And they can just cement in your love blueprint in an even stronger way. And as we're talking about here, it's in a negative way. Some of these significant relationships, they start to cement and your blueprint it becomes more and more real. So I'll give you an example. If, for example, part of your love blueprint was that you don't believe that someone will show up for you consistently. Let's say that your dad was very much in and out of your life. And so there was sort of a feeling for you, like people don't show up for me consistently. Men don't show up for me consistently. So that's part of your love blueprint, right? What can happen is that you can heal that and you can release that. And then that's not a part of your story anymore. However, when you're dating someone who's unavailable, they are often going to cement in the negative beliefs that you already have. And so this would be, that's like a really, really perfect example. You had this first man in your life, your father not showing up for you. And then you're dating someone who is repeating that. And he's also not showing up for you. Now, this thing that had only been shown with one person, it feels that much more real. Like it feels more solid. Like it's something that really can't, that you can't move through. And so this is a really big part of the problem it starts to affect the stories that you tell to yourself and the way that you are sort of viewing men and the world. And this can be a really hard thing to move past. The other issue with that that's really directly related is that we spend a lot of time trying to heal our past 
like things that happened in our childhood through those relationships with people are unavailable if that's part of your story. But the problem is that we are trying to then heal through this other person who isn't going to be able to fully provide that for us. So it's sort of putting us in a situation where we're going to be stuck in the same cycle. We're going to be going through the same situation over and over again, trying to get a different result. That's really, really painful. So that's the second big issue that no one ever talks about with dating someone who's unavailable is the way that it affects the stories that we have. Often enough, people will go from unavailable guy to unavailable guy to unavailable guy, you know, these sort of like half relationships until they can recognize the stories that they're telling and heal it and let it go. Okay, here's the third one. This is a big one because this is one that I really experienced firsthand. So the third problem with loving someone, dating someone, waiting for someone who's unavailable. And I guess this really applies if you're waiting for someone who's unavailable. If you're wishing and hoping and waiting that they are going to change. So usually what I say is like, you, that person will never change. And it's not 100% true. There are situations where they could potentially change. But here's the problem. You cannot fully get to know someone until they are engaged in the relationship with you. So the way that someone is showing up and the aspects of them that you're seeing when they are not fully in the relationship, it's just like a small, small part of who they are. So what's the problem with this? Let's say that you're dating someone and he is unavailable to you and you wait around for three years because what you have just like the surface level part feels so good. And you're like, but what we have is so good. And the chemistry is so amazing. And it feels like we have such a strong connection. I just can't let it go. Like I have to see it through. Like I know this could be so, so good right? Like that's a thought process. Like I know this could be so good. I know we could have this great, beautiful love. If he would just let me love him, like why won't he just let me love him? The problem is that you don't really know him. You only know this like very small part of him, obviously not the best of him because anyone who's not showing up fully probably isn't showing their most authentic best self. What happens is that we create such a huge image of them. So it's like, you have this person, you're dating them, you're getting to know them, you're spending this time together, but he's keeping you clearly at arm's length. He is unavailable to you. He's saying, I don't want to be in a relationship with you. I'm not ready for a relationship. I'm not ready for commitment. He's not showing up in a deeper way for you. And he's doing it consciously. Like he is making the choice. I do not want to be in a committed relationship with you. I do not want to take this relationship deeper, right? So you feel like you're getting to know him because the time you spend together, maybe he has some really good qualities. Maybe he's really attractive and he's really fun and really funny. And he can be really sweet and thoughtful, right? Super smart. Like he can have all of these wonderful things, but you're still only seeing this small part of him. So you're seeing this part of him that you really like, obviously, because you're sticking around with this unavailable guy. So you're sticking around with this unavailable guy. You're seeing the small part of him. And then you are projecting out the rest of what you believe he is, as well as what you believe the relationship could be. So here's him, the small part of him that you actually see, you projecting it out. So this is your idea of him. It's like full. It's like a fully fleshed out human with like all of these different parts. This is what you are imagining, but you don't really know because he's not available to you. He's not fully engaged with you. He's not showing you his full self and he doesn't want to, but that's the second point. So you now have this projection you go on in a relationship with him for nine months, a year, two years, however long it is. Finally, you break him down. And he's like, you know what? 
I surrender. I'm going to be in a relationship with you. And you're like, yes, I did it. I did it. Like success. I made it work. He's going to be with me. He's going to be my boyfriend. And then you start dating him and you're like, well, shit, like I don't really even like you. You know, this is for a couple of reasons. One is that if he does, for whatever reason, decide that he will be in a relationship with you, he's going to start showing you more of himself. And it just isn't going to match your projection. Like that's part of the reason. The other thing that happens is that when you are pursuing someone who is unavailable to you, when you are putting most of your effort and your focus into winning this person over so he will commit to you or whatever it is that you desire from him, you are not focusing on him. You're really focusing on yourself because you are thinking, how can I show him that I am worthy of his love, that I'm worthy of his attention, that I'm worthy of his commitment, right? Like you aren't focusing on do I care for this person? Is this the sort of man that I really want to be with? How are we going to be able to create a beautiful life together? You are focusing on proving yourself to him, to showing him how special you are, to how cool you are, to what a chill girlfriend you are, to how intelligent you are, to how loving you are, to how domestic you are, to whatever qualities you think that he wants, that you have, you are focusing on trying to show them to him. And that is really where your focus is. It's this weird place because it's like you think you're focusing on him, but you're kind of being self-centered. Like you're focusing on yourself and how he is perceiving you. When you're focusing on yourself, you're not thinking about like another person. You're not thinking like, is he worthy of my time and of my attention and of my love? You're really focusing on yourself and on how he is perceiving you. And you're focusing on yourself really in a negative way, obviously, because if you're trying to prove yourself to someone, that's not you being your best self. That's not you being your most authentic. It's not you being the magnificent, wonderful, incredible, beautiful, intelligent creature that you are. That is you trying to compensate for some internal pain that you are still feeling from whatever you've gone through in the past. I went through this situation, I know it very intimately, and then I was very interesting as I started observing and realizing that my experience with this was not unique. So I've spoken about one of my law school breakups. I had two law school breakups. There was someone that I dated in law school. It wasn't as heartbreaking as the one that I've spoken about before. We'll just call him Matt. So I was dating this guy, Matt, when I was in law school and he was unavailable to me and we were dating and we were like, you know, it was one of those situations where we were like really dating. Like we spent a lot of time together and we went out and like, we were just like regular dating. Part of it was probably just like him being immature and me settling, you know, but we went out like that for a long time where we weren't fully in it. He wasn't fully in it. And it was very sad for me. It was very painful for me. And I finally was like, I'm not going to do this anymore. I want a boyfriend. So we broke up and we broke up. And then, you know, Two weeks later, he came back to me and was like, you know what? I really want to be with you. I'm an idiot and forgive me. And so we got together. You guys, I'm telling you this story because I trust that you can understand the point that I'm making, which is not to break up with the unavailable guy just so you can get him to come back to you. That is not why I'm telling you this. So don't take it for that. That's so like the smallest part of this. The point was that when we got together, 
And he started treating me like a girlfriend, you know, what he viewed as a girlfriend. I was able to see him in a different light. He was much more himself. And I finally could take my energy off of trying to get him to care about me in that way. I could stop trying to get him to want to be with me. And I could just really focus on the relationship I was building. And when I did that, I was like, I don't want to be with you. Like I had projected an idea of what he was like. And as I got to actually know him, I was like, well, that's not actually how you are. Like you're a wonderful guy in some ways, but like, I don't think you're smart enough to keep up with me. Like I just, I, it wasn't a match. And if I had not been so focused on trying to change how he felt about me, I could have figured that out much sooner. So that's a big part of being with someone who's unavailable. Like a big problem with it is that you just don't even really get to, you don't really get to see them. You don't get to know them. And then once you finally do, you may not like what you see. The other thing that's really hard, if you have like a long-standing relationship with some, someone who's unavailable, and then you try to move it into a regular relationship, is that the hurt and the pain is going to be really hard to move past. Here's how it often shows up is you'll be seeing someone and he'll say things like, you know, it really doesn't make a difference if we're in a relationship or not. Like nothing's going to change. Nothing's going to change if you're my girlfriend. Like, are you treat you like my girlfriend? We hang out all the time. Like nothing's going to change. And you start to believe that. Like you start to feel like, yeah, you're right. It probably wouldn't be that different. Like this is cool. Maybe I don't need the title. Like they'll say, it's just about a title. Like why is the title so important to you? And you start to think like, okay, I guess, yeah. I don't see why the title is so important. Never mind. But then you get together and he starts treating you differently because he does see it differently to him. There was a matter of commitment. And when he's committed to someone, he's going to show up in a different way. So he was saying it was just about the title, but now that you're boyfriend and girlfriend, he's calling you more. He's taking you out on regular dates. He's treating you in a different way. And you're like, well, what the heck? We were dating for a year and three months. And you told me nothing would be different if we were in a relationship. And now you're doing all these things that are totally different. I don't understand. Like, why would you tell me that nothing was going to be different? And now it's totally different. And that is also really painful. Like, that's a hard thing to move past because you're like, why did I waste all my time on this guy who said nothing was going to be different? But he obviously knows what it's like to treat someone differently. So that's like, it's a horrible feeling. And it's a very challenging thing to move past because If someone starts treating you differently, you realize what you were settling for. And sometimes when you have to look at yourself in that way, you see, I was settling for these breadcrumbs. I was accepting this treatment because he told me that nothing would be different. It's like a, it's like a hard look in the mirror, right? Like you're like, wow, I was really just like allowing him to get away by doing the minimum like the absolute bare minimum. And I was accepting that. I was saying that that was okay. So that's another thing where it's like, for some people, that ends up being the point that they're not able to move past because they realize how little they were selling, settling for. And that mirror of themselves is like unacceptable. So it's like you want to sort of evolve and step up and step into a relationship that's more aligned with what you actually deserve. So those are my thoughts on a couple of the biggest issues that people don't usually talk about with dating someone who's unavailable. I happen to think that these are really big ones and, you know, they're just a part of the reason that I do not advocate trying to get back together with an ex. I don't advocate trying to manifest an ex. You know, it's like the idea is to manifest the best person for you and see what the universe has available. It is probably so much greater than this unavailable dude that you're hung up on. 
And by probably, I mean a hundred percent, like your person is going to be fully available for you. And let me tell you, when you end up with someone who is fully available for you, you're going to be like, what was I doing all that time? This feels totally different. Like it feels completely different. You're going to be like, how was I okay with that? Like whatever that was, like, I can't even call that a relationship anymore because it just was so different than what I have now. Okay. That is all I have for now. And I will see you again soon. Thanks for listening. Check out the show notes and be sure to tune in next time to the Rise and Love podcast. 